0: 49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show a game preview show 49ers versus Broncos is going to be happening at Levi Stadium on Saturday and there's a lot of cool matchups in this game and a lot of conversation because some of the 49ers players stepped up in the first preseason game some maybe didn't have as good a performance and they need to step up their performance in this matchup because uh, 49ers players are still trying to make this active 53-man roster, and the way they do it is go out and perform against a Denver Broncos team. And a Denver Broncos team that played their starters 20-plus snaps in their first week one a preseason matchup, and Sean Payton has said that he expects his starters to play even more than that in this matchup. So they have joint practices going into the third preseason game with the Rams, so I would guess the expectation is that the starters will probably play – in this matchup, and then in joint practices, and they'll probably give them the week off for that last preseason game. So we can expect to see some of the Broncos' big time players in this game. And that means 49ers' depth are going to get absolute work. Now, Kyle Shannon has talked about he hasn't made a decision on all of his starters yet. He hasn't made a decision on who's going to play at quarterback, even though he is leaning towards. Sam Darnold getting the start for the first half of the game with Trey Lance uh, getting reps in the second half of the game, a lot like he did in week one, just inverse and switching those things up. So it's going to be interesting because the 49ers do have some players that are potentially, you know, up for grabs some positions that are up for grabs as far as starters go with Isaiah Oliver being the most notable with both Kyle Shannon and Steve Wilkes both talking about Oliver's position, not being secure as far as starting nickel corner. And so with that comes some pretty good Denver Broncos wide receivers. And one that I'm really interested to see is Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy's got some wiggle to him. He's got some ability to be able to create and get open. And that's going to put some of the 49ers young cornerbacks in a little bit of uh, a tough situation because Ambry Thomas really had a great preseason game. And I want to see if he can build upon that. Now we've heard Steve Wilkes talk about the fact that if Womack or Ambry Thomas could elevate their game enough, they would consider moving Deometer Lenore inside to nickel. Now I thought Ambry Thomas had a good game. I'm not ready to say he played at a level that is going to displace Isaiah Oliver and, you know, insert De'Amer Lenore into the nickel uh, position. But I do believe that if he stacked upon what he did in week one, maybe even played a little bit better I think that that would become a real conversation going into the Chargers final preseason game that maybe Ambry Thomas could be pushing. And just his words in his press conference that he had this week definitely illustrates he's hungry, he's ready to prove it, and he worked all year with Tarverius Ward in Texas getting prepared for the season. So uh, Ambry Thomas against some of the players from the Broncos like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are very interesting to me. I think those are going to be fun. Uh, matchups to be able to watch and of course the 49ers killer russell wilson is playing for the denver broncos which means escapability at the quarterback position that's good work for guys like cleveland Farrell, drake jackson and the return of robert bill jr as well who had some pretty good reps in one-on-ones against trent williams take that for what it is uh we've got to see robert bill be able to do it on the field but hopefully now we're going to get a really good look at the fifth round pick as well so uh, the fact that we're going to get starters playing for the Denver Broncos creates some opportunities for some of these young players to go compete against a legit NFL caliber, uh, you know, starters in the league. So I'm excited. It, it kind of amps up a little bit of the anticipation of this game. We'll see if Kyle Shannon elects to play any of his other starters uh, to get them work, knowing Denver's going to play their starters in this game. I think it's going to be very interesting. So we talked about Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's ability uh, not just to read defenses but then to create with his legs is something I'm interested in watching because uh, the 49ers didn't really go against a very athletic quarterback in Aiden O'Connell in their first preseason game, yet Aiden O'Connell was able to consistently break the pocket with boots and being able to get out of uh, high-pressure situations. I want to see how the 49ers are able to handle a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who not just has pocket presence, uh, but also the way he moves in the pocket and escapes. How can they you know, keep him in the pocket? Can they get a steady push from their interior defensive line of Javon Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, and then those guys right behind him, T.Y. McGill and Marlon Davidson? And will we see Kalia Davis for the first time? I think that could be interesting as well. But getting that push and then having those outside guys be able to secure a sack or even secure a throwaway from Russell Wilson, because that is a concern I have about the athletic ability on the outside. It appears the 49ers have all the athletic ability they need. Austin Bryant should be plenty athletic enough. Greg Jackson is plenty athletic enough. Cleveland Farrell appears to be athletic enough. We know Kerry Hyder will struggle as far as getting after a quarterback if it becomes a situation where they're running stride for stride. We know he can't really do that. That's not his game. Uh, But what about Robert Beal Jr.? You know, I mean, what about Taco Charlton? Does he still have it? The competition on the edge and kind of wrestling uh, our guy, uh, Russell Wilson, is going to be one of the most interesting things to watch. There are some matchups. I'm not sure if Mike McGlinchey is going to play in this game. He's questionable. If McGlinchey was playing, then everyone would definitely have an eye on that. Uh, but they have some pretty good players at a, at a few of the positions. Their offensive line's not bad. Uh Quinn Miners who took the you know the the combine situation by storm a couple years ago. They got Cushenberry as their center, uh, Ben Powers at left guard and then Garrett Bowles at left tackle. They've got a good group. So that's going to be good work for the 49ers defensive line. And let's see how they respond after what happened with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders uh, did a lot of you know, double teaming at the point of attack, pin and pull. Uh, they really gave the 49ers some issues as far as movement and not being able to break the double team. And when they asked Coach Steve Wilkes about it, he just said pad level. Uh, so it was as simple as these guys were just playing too high. They need to get lower. They need to suffocate these things out. And interestingly enough, that's what Horst told me on Slightly Offsides as well. That's over available on Patreon. And you Also, if you're watching this, please like, uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening on audio platform, give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. So with the starters playing, I think it brings up a lot of interesting matchups because what that means is though we got last week, Trey Lance playing against predominantly the second string unit for the Raiders. We could get Sam Darnold playing against the first team defense for the Denver Broncos. And I mean, I, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan knew this was going to happen, but uh, this is one of those situations where it's going to get him a real look. And it's going to give some of the players along the 49ers offensive line. I mean, if you had questions about Matt Pryor, if you have questions about Jalen Moore, well, guess what? Frank Clark is playing uh, for the Denver Broncos. So uh, questions are going to be answered if those guys can handle Frank Clark, and that's not going to be easy. Also, DJ Jones playing on the inside. Will DJ Jones play in this game is questionable. If he does, uh, that could be great work on the inside for Nick Zichel, uh Jason Poe. Uh, I know he plays nose tackle, but a lot of times those guys will be able to handle the situation depending on where he lines up, which technique he ends up lining up in. So uh, good work for them because we all know how great DJ Jones is. So to me, some of these matchups are going to be fun to watch, and I'm sure a lot of people's focus is going to be on Nick Zakel and Jason Poe in this football game, uh, but also Matt Pryor and Jalen Moore. That second team offensive line was definitely scrutinized. Uh, after the Raiders game and now they're going to have to respond they're going to have to go out there and execute and play better and I'm hoping that they do I hope it was a real good learning experience I felt like every one of the players had some sort of mistake that they needed to build from some more than others and then I thought they had good plays that they could build upon and they're going to get an opportunity in this game because Frank Clark DJ Jones and Zach Allen is who they're going to be going against on that defensive front and then they have some linebackers coming off the edge as well, so uh, including Randy Gregory. So like I said, pass rush is going to be coming for the Denver Broncos, and that means good work for Pryor, good work for uh, Jalen Moore, and depending on how the 49ers handle the rotation up front you know, with their offensive line, potential work for Leroy Watson and potential work for Il Manning, who a lot of people are getting very high on. I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach. I seen him play pretty well in the preseason game, but I want to see him build on those reps because what's going to happen when he gets against some of these guys that he's going to go against, you know, and maybe the 49ers do uh, put him in there on some early reps to see how he handles, you know, guys like Frank Clark and Randy Gregory. I think that would be some good work that the the 49ers could definitely take a look at and just see how they, uh, you know, handle, these different types of players going against them. So you're talking about Sam Darnold playing against a defense that's going to have a pretty good secondary. So we know who Patrick Sertan is. Uh, Patrick Sertan is going to be out there locking up who. We don't know. I'm guessing they'll play him on one side of the football, and he'll go out there, and he's going to make it tough for 49ers receivers to get open. And so Sam Darnold's going to have a real uh, job ahead of him. Not only is he going to have Frank Clark, and potentially, you know, guys like Randy Gregory and Zach Allen rushing him. But he's also going to have to deal with Patrick Sertan in the secondary. And one of my guys, if you've been on the channel for a while, out of Pitt, Damari Mathis. So Damari Mathis is a guy I was a huge fan of a couple of years ago coming out of Pitt. I saw him as a, a big-time nickel corner. And he's playing outside as the starting right cornerback right now. I he's got some good players like Riley Moss you know, behind him who was drafted this season. But I think that overall they got a, a pretty good cornerback group. I'm curious to see Mathis a lot of that because I was a huge fan of him and his potential. And I, and for a while there, I thought he was one of the best nickel corners in the entire draft. And now he's out here starting for the Denver Broncos. So applaud to him. And I want to see him play, but I want to see how, you know, Ronnie Bell, how Chris Conley, uh, potentially Danny Gray, how they handle going against these cornerbacks? Uh, I'm sure a lot of times uh, Patrick Sertan's going to get the best of these guys, but let's see them compete. And then when it's in the run game, let's see how they block them. But the the Broncos are no slouch at the safety position either, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. Uh, so they're very they're very good uh, top to bottom in the secondary. So I'm curious to see this work. I want to see how Sam Darnold really uh, goes against these guys. And we're going to get a clear depiction on if he can build off last week's performance. If Sam Darnold can build on what he did against the Raiders, then I think that Sam Darnold will take another step forward. Now, what I'm hoping is that we're going to get to see Trey Lance do well again. Um, You know, I think he was just a little nervous last week. He was a little hesitant, but hopefully let it flies and he can do well. And that way we can really have a three quarterbacks a uh, three quarterback system that these guys really are uh, comfortable being backups to Brock Purdy. And I think that that's what everyone's rooting for because we want to see him do that. And we got to also remember uh, that the nickel corner out there in Denver's K one Williams, a shark. Uh, so we're going to get to see some cool matchups with the shark as well. 49ers uh, on display a little bit in Denver, right? With Mike McGlinchey, DJ Jones, uh, K one Williams, you know, even Mike Purcell from the Harbaugh days, uh, he's questionable. There's, it does it doesn't mean he's going to play, uh, but you know he he's on the rosters well. And then of course linebacker Jonas Griffith is on the IR now, but he was a former 49er, so a 49er feel for sure with the Denver Broncos. But I thought I thought that's something that's going to be interesting uh, because we haven't really got to see, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, in in a game situation, playing for the 49ers against you know, a really good defense. And I'm not saying that the the Broncos are a really good defense, but they were pretty good last year and they've got a lot of talent and they've got some pretty good linebackers as well. You know, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton. Uh, so this is going to be a, a fun one to watch and we'll see later on in the game too some of the depth with JL Skinner gets out there, the former um, Boise state uh, safety. So those will, those will be good. And I'm just, just looking at their roster and finding some of the matchups that I'm excited for, it's you know also the run game. Uh, because the 49ers need to get some movement with their offensive line. Now they're going to be going against a, a pretty good defensive line for the Broncos. How many snaps the Broncos play, their starters, is going to be interesting. With them playing 20 in the first matchup, and then Sean Payton saying that they're going to play potentially more... Uh, you know, does that mean they're going to play, you know, through the first half, maybe into the third quarter? That may mean Trey Lance gets some looks at a first-team Broncos defense. Uh, so, real curious. I'm sure that's some of the reason Kyle Shanahan is trying to figure out exactly how he's going to, you know, work this thing up. But let's go through some of the players that really need to step up in this football game. I think there's a few of the, of, of the players, and I just want to go through position by position and just talk about the guys who need to step up uh, either to secure their spot or could potentially fall into a bubble situation where maybe they don't, you know, make this team. And I also want to see, you know, continued development uh, from a couple of different spots, because I think it's important uh, for the 49ers to continue to develop at some certain areas. So let's go first with the kickoff return and punt return. I thought Deshaun Jamison Jameson did such a good job. Now, one thing that's been interesting development over the last couple of days is Kyle Shanahan talking about Ray, Ray McLeod saying he could be back week one. I still would err on the side of caution that he's maybe not ready week one or week two, but with him potentially not going on IR, you're not exactly going to keep a player on your roster just for return duties because McLeod's going to come back. So that means a few players have to make the team on their merits. Ronnie Bell was handling some of the kickoff and punt return. And I thought he did pretty good. And he talked about that in his presser this week. And I thought it was really a a good conversation. I thought he did very well uh, discussing, you know, how he lined up his punts. I thought he did a good job with that. And he thought he could bend more aggressive with his kickoff returns, which I completely agree with. And then you have Deshaun Jameson. And the 49ers, you know, he, he was definitely the best for the 49ers in the kickoff and punt return area. Uh, in the first game against the Raiders, I expect them to give more guys an opportunity. But it means he's going to have to make the team as a cornerback. And they have started kind of you know, using him in the nickel role a little bit, taking uh, a look and see what he could do. His versatility is something that he's going to have to you know, put on display. With Steve Wilkes talking about the fact that Quantrez Knight... You know, needs to show versatility to be able to make the team. And he talked about him playing corner at nickel, which they did at minicamp and OTAs and then safety. And then also being able to help on special teams. I think it also lays out a roadmap for a guy like Deshaun Jamison. So uh, Jamison's going to have to make this roster on his merits as a cornerback. And I think Ronnie Bell's going to have to make this roster on his merits as a wide receiver. They're not just going to be able to make it as a return guy. But when you're talking about Deshaun Jameson, I think it's very important that he has a good game against Denver. I would love to see him get some reps against you know Corlin Sutton uh, because of the size, Jerry Judy because of the route running ability. I think those will be some pretty interesting matchups that we could see him develop from. But we'll see if they're still in the game when he gets in. Maybe the 49ers will institute some sort of rotation to get those matchups because I don't just want to see Jamison get those. I want to see Sam Womack and Ambry Thomas because I thought Womack's game was solid. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. I just thought it was solid. Ambry Thomas I thought was great, which I talked about a little bit earlier. So seeing those guys in those matchups is important. The other two guys that I think need to have good games is Q Knight, who I was talking about because he played safety. And let's see what the 49ers do. If they play him at safety again because of the injuries to George Odom and, and others, or if they kind of throw him at nickel and see what he does, can Q Knight kind of wiggle his way into the competition to make this roster? And then A.J. Parker. A.J. Parker, I thought, was stock up after last week, the way that he played. So this cornerback room is not decided by any means, and I think Isaiah Oliver's questions about whether he's going to start or not have put a state of flux at the cornerback position where I thought, before it was really known who the top three guys are now we know who the top two guys are but even then there could be some movement if Lenore has to move to the inside so those are guys I'm definitely watching in this football game and another guy that I'm excited to watch in this game is Taylor Hawkins because Taylor Hawkins of course has been a favorite of mine since he was at San Diego State but he was really in the mix last week Against the Raiders, he was in the box making tackles against the run. He was good in coverage. He almost had an interception on a pass deflection from Ambry Thomas. Taylor Hawkins was just flying around and making plays within the 49ers defense. Steve Wilks talked about Taylor Hawkins being one of his favorites, and I think what helped Hawkins kind of get on Steve Wilks' radar is Wilks saw him do it at practice. He saw him competing every single day. He saw him getting better, but he needed to see it in the game. And that's what he saw. So I think now Taylor Hawkins comes on the radar of Steve Wilkes. And let's see how he develops. Another guy who I, I'm going to watch is Miles Hartsfeld. And for the reason is, I think right now, Hartsfeld is, would be considered in the mix you know, to be a part of this competition. But another bad performance against Denver. And I think you take him out of the mix and you put him on the outside looking in. And I mean, you could, some would probably already put him there. So I think it's very important for the veteran you step up and have a really good game against Denver. And if not, Miles Hartsfield could find him on the outside looking in. And that outside looking in, you know, with a guy like Hawkins continuing to uh, increase the, his level of play, could go from Hartsfeld potentially ending up on the 49ers practice squad to Hartsfield potentially ending up somewhere else or out of the league. I mean, that's how intense this competition is. Uh, so he's going to be someone I'm going to keep an eye on. When you're talking linebackers, the fact that you're going to get uh, you know, the Broncos playing some of their, their better players, and especially their running back position, it's going to be Javante Williams' first game back, and Sean Payton's talking about uh, letting him play. So they're probably going to have some carries for Javante Williams in this game. With Javante Williams getting those carries, it means the 49ers linebackers are going to be put to work. Uh, starting offensive line against backup defensive line means you're going to have to shed some blocks. Get downhill and make some tackles. And so with Oren Burks being out and no Dre and no Fred, it means it's going to be on DFF. It's going to be on Curtis Robinson, Jalen Graham, uh, Marcelina McCurry Ball, D winners. It's going to be fun because the 49ers have some very talented young linebackers. Now, last week, the 49ers elected to go with DFF as a starting Mike, you know, with Curtis Robinson playing Sam and Marceline McCurry Ball playing Will. Let's see if that lineup goes out there again. Or if Jalen Graham has earned his way up to that next unit. And if he has, is he playing Sam? Is he playing Mike? He spent a lot of time in Mike against the Raiders. So that's something that we all want to watch. Jalen Graham and how he has maybe potentially moved up the depth chart. If not, uh, then let's see how those front guys play. And if D winners and Jalen Graham can continue to put pressure on DFF and Curtis Robinson. I think it's going to be... Interesting, and I I do think Marceline McCurry Ball needs to have a good game. I thought he had a decent game last week. I didn't think it was great, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was solid, but I want to see uh, something flash from him because I seen flashes from uh, Jalen Graham, I saw flashes from D Winters, and I even seen one from DFF. So I thought that Curtis Robinson and Marceline McCurry Ball were just you know, didn't really have a great game. I thought Curtis Robinson probably had the worst game of the guys that we talked about. And even then it wasn't terrible, but those guys have to step up. So I'm going to keep an eye on those young linebackers and see how they elevate. And especially when we see Jalen Graham, could he be on that first unit? Maybe Curtis Robbins would take a step back. Uh, I think it could be fun to watch. We talked about the defensive ends a little bit. So I'm going to highlight a couple of players. Number one, I I can't wait to see Robert Beal, uh, the explosiveness, right? Uh, get the F off uh, stat that they had for Chris Kisarek, I want to see how he looks on the outside because speed kills and the 49ers definitely got Robert Beale for a speed. And really we haven't seen anything of him since before the, before he got in pads. Uh, So there was no pads for him. He just got back to practice. Seeing what he could do in the game uh, is, is it very paramount for him to be able to make this 49ers 53 man roster and the 49ers knowing that he can make an impact on their team in 2023. So it's huge for him and then two guys also that I believe is really huge for is Austin Bryant, Taco Charlton. I, I think that there's been a lot of talk about Alex Barrett making this roster. Well, if Austin Bryant and Taco Charlton play at the level uh, of play that they're capable of, there's no chance for Alex Barrett to make this team. Those two guys are tremendously more talented, where Barrett is just a workhorse that just works his butt off. But those two guys have to show you know what they can do, and not just rushing the passer, but setting the edge against the run and potentially, with the way the 49 yards go through a rotation, we're going to get to see them work against the Denver Broncos starting offensive line. And I think that's good news. You know, Could we see Garrett Bowles you know, against Austin Bryan, taco Charlton? I think that would be really nice. And if McGlinchey plays, uh, then let's just get all the focus over there and see how McGlinchey does. I think McGlinchey would give them a nice test, especially being able to set the edge in the run. That's the kind of work I want to see you know, for the 49ers defensive end. So those three guys I'm keeping an eye on, and I know uh, people will keep an eye on Drake Jackson anyways. Uh, Kevin Givens is somebody that's going to be under a microscope in this game, the way he was getting absolutely drove off the ball against double teams last week. And I think he's in danger of potentially having his roster spot put in jeopardy if Marlon Davidson can have another good week. Uh, Marlon Davidson played good against the Raiders if he plays great against the Denver Broncos I think this could become a real competition between Marlon Davidson and Kevin Givens. I would normally say you throw T.Y. McGill in but uh, To me T.Y. McGill did not look good against the Raiders And I thought that's kind of what I've seen at practice where I've seen a player that you know has the potential uh, But doesn't consistently play at the level that I was kind of expecting and if we get Kalia Davis out there on the field Uh, then my eyes will focus on Kalia Davis because isn't it interesting that the game he can make his debut for the 49ers, he didn't play in preseason last year, he was on uh, the NFI the entire season, but his first game as a 49er in pads could be against the comparison that John Lynch had for him in DJ Jones. Uh, That would be kind of interesting, Kalia Davis uh, playing in this game, and if he is, let's watch. Let's see if that speed and power combination really transfers Between, you know, we talked earlier about the quarterback position, seeing what Sam and and Trey can do against the Broncos potential starting unit. And then we talked about wide receivers as well. The other wide receivers that need to make sure they step up are Willie Sneed and Tay Martin. I thought Tay Martin did a good job receiving the ball. Had some lineup issues, whether that was him or Cameron Latu, they need to get that ironed out. Because if it was Tay Martin that did it wrong, he needs to fix it. If it was Cameron Latu, Tay Martin's got to be assertive. He's his second-year player. He's got to tell uh, Cameron Latu, "Hey, man, get off the ball. Like you got to look down that line of scrimmage. You got to make sure if you're an outside player, whether you're supposed to be on or off, you make sure you get on or off and don't take that penalty." So that's on those two guys. But I want to see Tay Martin take be more assertive. Uh, but overall, I thought he did a pretty good job catching the ball. And then Isaiah Winstead, let's see if he can uh, have a couple more grabs in this football game or football. Uh, yeah, football game. As far as uh, running backs go, can TDP continue his onslaught on the these off season workouts, training camps, uh, preseason games, and just continue to get better? And what will Jordan Mason look like? I think those are the the two biggest things. Those two guys are going to get the carries early on in the game. Then we'll see Jeremy McNichols. And will Kalen Layburn get to spin a little bit more than he did last week? It didn't really give him too many touches. And we'll see if he gets an opportunity. It might be uh, next week that he gets his opportunity. We'll see overall. But I, I want to see the Mitchell, I'm sorry, the Mason TDP battle continue because I think uh, TDP is on the rise. And, and Mason, you know, he played pretty, pretty set, but I want to see how that works out. And then here we go tight ends Latu and Willis. That's my focus. I want these guys. I want to watch them every time they're on the field. How they run routes. How they block. How they handle shifts. How they handle their alignment. It's it's full focus on them because right now uh, there's no way both of them can make the roster without the forty yards keeping four tight ends. And even then, a guy like Willis has to prove, or Latu has to prove that they're good enough, you know, to be a tight end three for both of them to be able to make the team. If the 49ers look at it, and Kittle, Warner, and Dwelly are just that much ahead of them. That means only one rookie can make the team and get stashed. And that means you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna waive a really good football player that could get claimed by another team. So it's imperative for Willis and Law to, to play really well and to move up this depth chart. So the 49ers, if they're gonna keep four tight ends, can keep Kittle, one of the veterans, whether that's Warner, Fumagalli, and Dwelly. And then Willis and Latu, that's very important. So the veterans are in a competition, Warner, Fumigali, and Dwelly. And I think Fumigali put himself right in the mix. Now he's returning to a place that he played in Denver. I expect him, actually he's not playing in Denver, he's playing a former team at Levi Stadium. But I'm expecting him to play good again. And let's see how that plays out. But uh, the three veterans competing and Willis and Latu just competing to get better. And then we talked about offensive line, pretty extensively about who were expected, you know, to to play tough. I don't know if the 49ers would play Colton McKivitz, uh, but if they decided they wanted him to get work, this would be the game. Frank Clark uh being out there, you know, it's it's Randy Gregory, those are good matchups. And then as far as the offensive line goes, you know, Zakel, Poe, uh, those guys are huge focuses for the 49ers. One of them's going to make this roster more than likely and one of them isn't and it's going to be determined by how well they play in these games because uh Don feliciano he's going to be the first guy in and there is a chance for another offensive lineman on the interior to make the team but we've got real big battles between jalen moore and matt Pryor, and i think you throw leroy watson in there with Pryor potentially as the battle and then on the interior offensive line nick saquel versus jason poe and with ill manning being at tackle still I don't think Il Manning's a part of that competition, even though he is built to play guard. So that's that's something that's really interesting. But yeah, this game has so many matchups uh, to look forward to. It's going to be a fun one. 49ers versus Denver Broncos. Saturday, 5.30. Really excited about it. It's going to be a great one. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, if you're listening on an audio platform, give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate that. 49ers cut back on Believe. Guys are the best. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers' way.